Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Sports Ethos NBA DFS Today podcast. It's your boy Ramiz, and I'm going to be going solo today. Uh, of course, uh, usually we have my duels with uh, Hottis, but duty calls, and he is uh, unfortunately uh, busy. Uh, but don't worry, I'm going to be going solo. I know we've had our solo pause before, and hopefully I've done enough to entertain you guys, and hopefully I'll be able to do the same in this six-game slate that we have for you on Wednesday. Which is surprisingly small because usually, I want to say there's always a much more variety of games. Uh, but it looks like on Wednesday is only going to be six games. But we got some great games, I want to say. I mean, I think Toronto-Dallas is going to be a high-scoring game. You got, of course, uh, Pelicans-Indiana. Definitely going to be an interesting, entertaining game, I want to say. Uh, and then you got the two heavy hitters that are at 9 p.m. and 10 p.m., which is Sacramento versus Denver. Uh, so bonus versus Yoke is always entertaining and of course Lakers and Clippers which battle of LA when is it not interesting uh, I think in terms of injuries uh, Anthony Davis LeBron James are questionable but they should play uh, I'd be surprised if they didn't uh, De'Aaron Fox is questionable Conley Towns was out for today's game due to personal reasons so, uh, may or may not play I think that's something you got to keep up on tabs and of course with the sports Eagles pass that's the best way to keep on tabs with injuries and it only costs five dollars uh something that you guys are definitely missing out on uh you got paul george who is out for this matchup against the lakers unfortunately and you got cj mccullum also out i think uh sustained an injury against the heat uh you have Jacopo who is questionable uh i think those are the main ones in terms of Bet 365's over under predictions to give you a few highlights of what we have. Dallas and Toronto, of course, the highest scoring one. Uh, as so far, Indiana and Pelicans don't have an over under yet. Uh, but Dallas and Toronto does have theirs at 242, which is the highest among the six. Uh, Clippers and Lakers are actually have a high over under as well at 236.5. Uh, and then the low scoring ones, you got Memphis and Minnesota at 215, and Cavs and Bulls at 219. Uh, Sacramento Denver around in the middle uh, but enough of that let's go straight into it as usual I like to do it by positions because that's kind of how the format of DraftKings is uh, and starting off at the point guard spot uh, I'm going with Scotty Barnes uh, Scotty Barnes is a player who's kind of getting back into form uh, I want to say to what he was kind of the reason why he was selected to be an all-star uh, and against Dallas I don't think that will be a difficult team in terms of defending. Of course, they do have some solid, I want to say, uh, I want to say a solid rim protector in Daniel Gafford. I'm not going to say he's you know, one of the best defensive centers, but he can definitely get you get a lot of blocks. Uh, but 
especially when it comes to these high-scoring games like Indiana, Atlanta, and Brooklyn. I think this game is also going to be another one of those high-scoring ones, and he should be active. Uh, of course, coming off a triple-double game with five blocks against Indiana, uh, I think he will be able to still get a lot... His, I still think he's going to get a lot more buckets in this type of matchup because I think defensive-wise, like I said, I don't think there's going to be a lot of uh, defense. It's going to be more so offense. And even in terms of the pieces that Dallas has acquired in a, in a P.G. Washington and Danny Gafford, I don't think they'll have that much of an impact on stopping a, a player at the level of a Scotty Barnes. Mid-tier-wise, I went with Ayo DeSumo. Uh, this is a player who's been playing some solid basketball. Uh... Actually, before I keep on going out with my picks, I do want to mention that, like I said, this is a six-game slate. Uh, there were a good amount of games on Tuesday. Uh, so some teams may be playing on a back-to-back, and I think the Bulls are one of them as well. Uh, but I would assume at 5,500, he's a player who has been playing today. I don't have been keeping too track, but he has been playing a lot of minutes as well. Uh, I know in the past games... Uh, past two games against Pelicans in Boston, he's averaged 40 minutes. He's been getting 15 shots. Uh, had 44 DK fantasy points, 38 in the game against Boston. Uh, just been really active. Had eight assists in back-to-back games. Uh, like I said, I don't know his uh, stats uh, in this matchup uh, against Detroit. I do know they're down, but uh, once again, like a player who gets this much opportunity, uh, gets this shot attempts, it's a good sign. And uh, as long as, at, because at 5,500, I don't think you're losing a lot when you go for a player like him. I think you have a lot more to gain than you have to lose in this situation. So therefore, I really like this pick. And then budget-wise, I decided to go with Terrence Mann at 4,400. Uh, of course, with Paul George's injury, I think Terrence Mann is, <laughs> I'm not going to say Terrence Mann is going to get his shot attempts, but Terrence Mann has definitely been much more active. I think is the better word to use. Uh, he's kind of has had a lot more responsibility and he's been doing pretty solid uh he's been able to uh get you all the stats that he's been able to do able to hit your your three-point shots and kind of just do what he's been asked to do i mean have some rebounds have some assists and at 4400 i think it's a pretty solid price to go for knowing that he is going to get a ton of minutes in a game that's probably going to be competitive like this one uh of course, the game against Memphis, he had a, a really solid game, had 17 shot attempts, but I don't think you would expect that against the Lakers team. But overall, if you can have an impact in like multiple other facets of the game, I think you should expect, you should expect a solid night from him. Uh, and that, that about wraps up my point guards. I do have another uh, honorable mention who uh, I'm probably going to shout out to highs because it's his favorite player, but it's James Harden. Uh, James Harden another player who I'm going to be looking at and adding a, on a few slates and that's mainly due to the fact that at 8400 he's not too expensive I don't think he will have a lot of ownership unless people are thinking with the same mindset that James Harden is out and you're going to need someone to step up in terms of shot attempts and maybe you're thinking it's going to be a Powell or it's going to be maybe you a Westbrook but I think James Harden in this type of matchup you're going to have to expect him to have a lot more responsibility and being aggressive and not just kind of doing his things and getting everyone involved because at some point it's going to come down to him and Kawhi being able to trade buckets. And I know he's been inefficient, I want to say, in the past few games without Paul George. Uh, but I guess that's what I like about this pick. I mean, it's kind of one of those picks where it's going to catch people lacking and, you know, you think he might not perform to expectations, but he will probably outperform them. 
uh, especially because they have been on a, I want to say like bad streak. Like they're still winning games, but they've two out of the last three games against OKC and Sacramento, especially, uh, they they've got blown out pretty badly. Uh, so I think Harden you should expect a big night from him in terms of impact. Moving on to shooting guards. And this one, I didn't go for a high spend up pick. Uh, I did take a look at the options. And of course, they're really enticing options. But I did tend to spend my money uh, elsewhere. And uh, that was with, uh, for shooting guards anyways, I went with mid-tier area. And that was Benedict Mathurin. Uh, Benedict Matherin. I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. Uh, it's been it's been a long time in the season. I still haven't been able to pronounce it right. Uh, but at 6200, it's had great games back to back. And uh, like I said about Scotty playing these opponents that are going to be high scoring games. Indiana, of course, I think every game they play is most likely going to be a high scoring game. Uh, but in general, I think this is kind of showing the responsibility that he has now ever since they've traded a Buddy Hield. I mean. Buddy Heald was some guy who would get a lot of shot attempts as well and kind of just have some free will to just get some buckets on the board. But losing him has been a huge blow for this Indiana team, I want to say. And Ben Mathurin has been the one person who has just needed to step up. And after All-Star break, after winning, uh, oh, what was it, the uh, rookie sophomores tournament or whatever you want to call it, I guess he's the rising star's MVP he was. Uh, so... Ever since that, he's been having a lot more shot attempts definitely on the board, 14 attempts, I want to say on average in the last three games. And in general, playing around 35, 36 minutes each game, uh, getting you rebounds, getting you assists, and especially in that last game, getting you 34 points. And of course, I think you can expect that on a continued basis because, uh, I mean, from this is nothing that, I don't know if the injury reports tell you, but like Tyrese Halliburton does look like he's playing with an injury and you're hoping that I guess Benjamin Thurn continues to play with this flow, so therefore he doesn't have to take on a huge load. Uh, so that's one of my picks. In the shooting guard range, I did really like a lot of the mid-tier area players. Uh, probably my choice of selections, I think we're just amazing here. Uh, I'm, another guy I'm going to mention now is Trey Murphy III. Uh, obviously, I've gone for this player a lot, and uh, I think it's... It makes sense. I mean, at 5,700, we all know he's a player who can kind of have these great games, who can go 30-plus. Uh, and I just think in the situation, right, uh, with the Pelicans, of course, I mentioned Siege McCollum is out, but Jose Alvarado is also out, and Dyson Daniels is also out. So, therefore, your point guards come down to Jordan Hawkins, and I think they had two players called up from their G League team to their regular team. Uh, I don't know if they're going to get minutes. I uh, don't really know a lot about them. So I think this might be a situation where maybe you see a point Ingram or a point uh, Zion. And therefore, Trey Murphy III, as a guy who's a floor spacer, I think you're going to expect him to be the one to slide in the starting spot. Uh, so this is why I'm kind of going for this pick at 5,700. Uh, Ingram was an enticing player, but I do think he tweaked his ankle. I think he came back, though, which is a good sign. Uh but we're playing on the back-to-back. -back, I would expect these young guys to have the more energy than, you know, the, the stars. Uh, so, Trey Murphy, the third, 5,700, one of my favorite picks. And last but not least, uh, of course, we're going to go back to some Raptors bias. And we're going to go with Grady Dick at 3,800. Uh, this is a player who's been playing some 
solid basketball, which is good to see as a Raptors fan. Uh, back-to-back 18-point games in this last one. Uh, I had a few rebounds, was really efficient for the field. And that's just really good signs. And I think uh, that should continue uh, to be uh, to be fair. I mean, it looks like, of course, he's not getting that starting spot over Trent. But uh, he's been able to, on a consistent basis, get around 20 to 22 minutes. And uh, that's a good sign to see. And he's been efficient. He's been consistent. And you're expecting in this game against Dallas, I think you'll definitely have some play as well to sort of have an impact. And at 3800 I think it's a pretty solid price. A uh, pretty safe price where you can kind of go for, and he's also the price where you like because it allows you to spend for those higher up stars, you know. Uh, especially if you want to go for the routes of the Jokic or a Luka, uh, these expensive players at twelve thousand or I think eleven thousand eight hundred for Jokic or seven hundred. Uh, if you want to go for these players, you're gonna need some budget players like a Grady Dick. Uh, moving on to small forwards. Before I do that, I do want to mention uh, what I was talking about previously, which was. The NBA DFS pass, which you can get for $5 per month. This is when you get DFS delivery, you get the pickums daily, and Discord access to pros. And this is like what I told you guys before. If you want to keep up with injuries, this is one of the best passes to go for. You know, before kickoff, uh, before, let's say kickoff, sorry, I'm also a footy fan. Uh, but before tip-off, uh, this is uh, just a great opportunity to see which injuries are happening. Therefore, you can update your lineups, make sure you're not going for no players that are well, not going to be playing, right? So, uh, great pass, great value, and easy way to get you some good money. All right, moving on to small forwards. Uh, this was one of the easiest choices, I want to say, of picking my slate. And that was uh, Kawhi Leonard at 8,700. Uh, no Paul George. Uh, he's definitely the main scorer. And... Uh, Especially in this matchup, I'm also kind of rooting for a good game. Uh, so I think this is a game where Kawhi is definitely going to be needed to show out. Uh, I mean, they're playing at home, but we all know it's going to be majority Lakers fans. Uh, so Kawhi is going to have to kind of go deep in his bag, which he can do. I mean, he's been really healthy this season. And of course, he has struggled, I want to say, on towards his back end so far of the season. Uh, but we all know that... He had that run where he was going on an insane, efficient run. And I think he's still very well capable of doing that. Of course, against his Lakers team, it's going to be difficult. But with Kawhi, we know he's going to get the shot attempts. We know he's going to get the the usage. And he's been also been able to average like eight rebounds, I want to say, in the past two games in the absence of Paul George. Uh, so, yeah, a huge reliance on him to kind of perform. And I'm expecting that to happen uh, against this Lakers team. Mid-tier wise, uh, mentioned trade Trey Murphy the third as shooting guard, and I'm gonna message another. Uh, I don't know if he's considered young, but he's like 25. But uh, Herb Jones uh, for the Pelicans, uh, another guy who I'm expecting to have a huge impact against this Indiana team. Uh, I think he's perfectly slotted. I think the Pelicans are perfectly slotted to find a face this Indiana team, especially in the situation that they are in. Uh, but Herb Jones at 5,700, kind of just, I mean, not 5,700, 5,900. Kind of what I said about Trey Murphy III, I expect these guys to kind of be able to put on a full effort and at least, like, kind of be able to play your game. And Herb Jones, I think, will have a much more, uh, what's the word, motivated type game as well because you're going against Tyrese Halliburton, as you're I'm pretty sure he'll be the main defender, or if not a Siakam. And I think as a defender, that nothing more motivates you guarding the best players. And I think he takes pride in that. So uh, Herbert, uh, Herb, 
Herbert Jones. <laughs> Sorry, I just reading his full name, but Herb Jones is definitely someone who uh, is definitely going to have on some of my slates. And then last but not least, my budget pick. And what can I say? I just like the budget players on my on my Raptors team because I'm going for a Shea Agbaji at 3700. I was gonna go for Bruce Brown at 4000, who honestly I don't think would still be a bad pick at his price range, which is only 4000. Uh, but of course we know he's hasn't been able to do much even at the times where he's gotten like 20 to the 20 to 25 minutes I want to say he's still been only able to get 22 DK fantasy points around that which is like is at 4,000 I think you can still get some great upside from him but I went for Agbashi mainly because I've seen some consistency and I've seen like I guess more aggressiveness I think even in this matchup uh, because of his defensive ability and because of his ability to at least space the floor uh, much better than I would say Bruce Brown I think he might get more game time uh, of course you, these are things that you know kind of just happen in game you can't really tell who's gonna get more minutes uh, but at 3700 he's a player who on back-to-back -back games has been able to get you around 20 DK fantasy points uh, which at 3700 great uh, great price to get this type of value and like I said go for these smaller players it allows you to go for players like Jokic and Luka moving on to power forwards I'm gonna be going with Zion Williamson of course I mentioned earlier that CJ McCollum, Dyson Daniels, and Jose Alvarado, all three are out. And therefore, there has been some points on. Actually, not some points on. There has been a whole lot of points on, I want to say. Uh, he's got an 11 assist last game against Chicago. Uh, I mean, I'm going to just tell you his assist numbers for his past few games. I mean, 11 against Chicago, 7 against Miami, 9 against Houston, 8 against Washington. Uh, we can go a bit farther back. He had 10 against the Clippers. I mean, he's he's been really great in terms of distributing and I think that's kind of the play that they've been having because of course when Zion has the ball that's been his, he's been his best player uh and he's been on some insane runs he's been averaging in the past four games around like 49 to 50 DK fantasy points uh and I, I just really think he's been on an aggressive run I think Indiana is another game who I'll like my chances of going for Zion at 8300 because I really think he'll be able to get around that same range uh, of course, you, like I said, you're not you're not gonna expect. <coughs> excuse me, uh, you're not gonna expect a lot of defense in this matchup, and I think in transition as well, where Zion thrives, I think this would be an absolutely insane potential game from a Zion Williamson. Next up, my uh, my mid tier pick, I'm going for Aaron Gordon at six thousand. I usually don't go for an Aaron Gordon, but of course in the six game slate, uh, you gotta pick your pick your options. Uh, wisely and I think Aaron Gordon is an enticing pick hasn't been performing too great in these past few games uh, and last time he did perform amazingly well was against Sacramento where he attempted 15 shots eight free throws had a 25.15 rebound game uh, obviously I would love for him to have that type of game again but in general I just think Aaron Gordon this game doesn't really need to rely on him scoring a lot of points but his impact in other attributes as well. I mean, the last game against Golden State, for example, he had three steals. Uh, so if he can have another game like where he's impacting the game and the other other stats of the game of basketball and steals, blocks, I think you're still going to expect a solid night uh, from Aaron Gordon at 6,000. And uh, last but not least, I don't have a budget player for this. I guess this is another mid-tier player, but I'm going with Nas Reed at 5,500. Uh, one of the players who I guess also might be a bit more situational, but 
uh, this is in case of uh, Conti Towns decides not to play again. I think you could expect uh, Nasri to be taking the starting position or Kyle Anderson, but I still think Nasri would still get a good ton of minutes because he he's kind of their sixth man, if I'm not mistaken, uh, and just is able to play with a Rudy Gobert or a Conti Towns. So I think he's a really nice option to go for, uh, especially in the case that this Memphis team is going to be too good. So I don't. I wouldn't be surprised if you know if Conti Towns dealing with that personal matter decided to also miss out on the game against Memphis. Uh, I also then uh, I think that's also where Nasri just kind of gets that opportunity from. Last but not least, this of course this was a quick pod of six game slate uh, going solo, uh, but moving on to centers, and uh, I was thinking about it. I was I was really thinking about going for someone like. Uh, uh, a Jokic or a bonus, but I ended up going for uh, Anthony Davis as my upper tier player. I really think Anthony Davis is going to play, and I really think he's going to have a monster night. Uh, of course, sometimes he can have some difficulties against uh, a Zubac, uh, but on sometimes he can have those monster nights, and I think he'll be able to do that against this Clippers team. Uh, Especially in the pick and rolls where they're most likely going to target, uh, I guess, not really target, I don't think that's the right word, but mainly, I guess, take advantage of Anthony Davis's speed compared to a Zubac. Of course, Anthony Davis has lost a step, but comparing to the other big men, he's still much quicker. And uh, especially because the, the way I look at it, I think this game will be one of those games where you rely on him a lot more because the centers, the, the difference between Anthony Davis and Christian Wood or Jackson Hayes is so huge. Uh, it's absolutely insane. Uh, I think it's a huge, huge drop-off. Of, drop and Of course, there's a lot of drop-offs in this league, but that is, I think, probably among the biggest when it comes to your backup position. Uh, I mean, especially in that match against Phoenix, he played 42 minutes out of the 48. Uh, so I think, uh, once again, this will be in a game where you expect uh, uh, Andy Davis to suit up for a lot. A lot of minutes once again. Uh, Mid tier, I decided to go with uh, uh, Miles Turner at sixty seven hundred. Uh, this is a player who I think has been playing some solid. Uh, pardon me, not think he has been playing some solid basketball. Uh, he's been having some great scoring games and some uh, getting you his. I want to say solid stat lines. Uh, he's been able to get you uh, like around 15 points, get you double-digit rebounds, which is surprising for Miles Turner because he doesn't usually get a lot of rebounds. But two times out of the last three games, of course, it was against Detroit and Toronto. He's gotten 11 rebounds. Uh, but I think in this game against the Pelicans, I think you're expecting him to have a huge paint presence at least uh, due to the fact that Jonas Valanciunas operates in the paint, but also because of the, uh, Zion and Ingram probably going to be attacking. So I think Miles Turner will have another opportunity to have a great night to kind of uh, do his thing. Uh, they haven't played before, so this is going to be an interesting matchup between the two teams as well. Uh, but in the, uh, I would say that Miles Turner has a great chance of kind of having the similar nights as long as he performs as efficient as he has been. Uh, Shooting-wise, he hasn't been that solid, but... Uh, I mean, three-point field guys, three-point field goal wise, he has to be that solid. But overall, he's been able to hit, hit around like sixty percent. Some games he had like ninety-one percent for the free throw line against Dallas, which was insane. 
Uh, so I guess this game, I feel like he's going to be having another active night. Uh, a bit cheaper than him, I went with Subwatch, another mid-tier player. Uh, 5600, I know I mentioned Anthony Davis kind of taking advantage, but I think Zubach still will have a solid game, mainly because him feeding off a James Harden and just playing off him. And we know Zubach, one of the best lob catchers, we know he's one of the most efficient post-hook shooters. <laughs> I don't even know if that's a phrase. Uh, but I'm just going to think that Zubach mainly is going to kind of feed off Harden, giving him these easy passes or what's Kawhi, because I think I think the Lakers defenders will struggle with these types of players, whether it's a D'Angelo Russell or maybe a Rui Hachimura or Torian Prince regarding these players. And I think because Anthony Davis is going to have to be that help defender in some occasions, I think it will allow for Zubach to get some easy buckets and kind of just do, uh, you know, get, get, get you a lot of easy buckets. And in terms of rebounding, AD is going to be a problem, but Zubach does have the height advantage. Uh, especially if the Lakers players start off rough, then I think uh, you can expect Zubach to get a lot of rebounds. And lastly, my budget pick, I decided to go with Jalen Smith for the Pacers. Uh, I guess I'm going for two Indiana Pacers centers, but Jalen Smith, just a player who has been locking up some backup bench minutes. Uh, I think it's also due to the fact that he's been able to space the floor. Uh, not too crazy, but he's been able to hit the three ball, which I don't think Isaiah Jackson has been able to do at a good rate. And, of course, uh, some games Nick, uh, Isaiah Jackson will play. But, of course, uh, as of now, it has been uh, Jalen Smith, and he's been able to shoot you 20 DK fantasy points in games he comes off, even in the games where he had, like, 14 minutes against Toronto. He had 21 DK fantasy points, just on 9 points, 5 rebounds, 2 assists, and a block stat line. Uh, so you're just hoping in this case that you can kind of be that backup bench and kind of just have that same sort of impact and get around that that value. I think you're getting exactly what you're looking for in Jalen Smith. Uh, that about wraps up our slate. Uh, I don't think that was too long. I think it was around 25 minutes, so it's a pretty solid time. Uh, and I think it's the right time to let you guys off with, of course, this uh, NBA Fancy pass, which you can get for six dollars per month. Six dollars per month, pardon me. Uh, daily streams, recaps of the top lines of the night, and Discord access to the pros. And up, you can also get the Allspark pack, which is only two dollars more, and it includes the NFL and the MLB, which uh, I think is an amazing value package to win you some huge buckets of money. Uh, but once again. That about wraps up the six-game slate. I hope you guys enjoyed. If you did, you know, you can always hit me up at Twitter at 2Nice, spelled T-O-0 underscore nice underscore, and we can talk hoops or footy. I'm a fan of both. Uh, and, yep, that would be a huge, uh, amazing thing to do if you guys would like to. Uh, but in that, I'm going to catch you guys in this upcoming Friday slate because I'm going to be talking about talking about that with my boy Kenny. Uh, but anyways, I'm going to catch you guys later. Hope you all have a great night or good morning and with some big money. Goodbye. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? 
That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.